Hey friends, Mina here. Listen up. If you're listening to this in real time, it's October 22nd, 2020, which means you only have one more day to get into the small biz shopping directory that Jacqueline and I are building to get more eyes on product-based small businesses like yours this holiday season. Our goal is to bring traffic and visibility to help you with your sales during this record-breaking holiday season. We're so excited about it. So again, tomorrow is the very last day to sign up for a listing. Then our team gets to work building the directory. It goes live in two weeks, and then we'll be using our own marketing budget for this directory, which is in the five figures, to run Facebook ads, air podcast episodes, send out emails, amp up our social media, all in an effort to push hard to spotlight and support small businesses, including yours, into a profitable holiday season. So don't miss this unique opportunity. Head over to www.theproductboss.com slash apply now to grab your spot in the directory before it sells out. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey everyone, I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my motivating co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. All right. So today, let's talk about money as motivation. So I'm going to ask all of you, what motivates you? What's something that motivates you as you're thinking about what keeps you going when times get tough and you have to keep going with your business? And this question was brought up in one of our live Q&As on our Bosses and Breakfast, which is every Wednesday morning live on Facebook and Instagram. And Mina and I really dug into it, right? Yeah, we got so revved up, which is why we decided to turn this into a podcast episode because at the end of the day, you are a business and you need to be making money. Now, it is hard for us to, in a way, talk about money as if it's our motivator. And it was such a good chat that we had with our community that we wanted to share it with all of you today here on the podcast. Right. So if it sounds a little funny, it's Mina and I talking live, answering a question that was a pre-submitted question on Facebook. And sometimes money is a little bit taboo. And we want to take that away from this and just money is money. And somebody mentioned that money was their motivator. And I said, and it really led into, we love this and let's talk more about money and where it goes is so interesting. And we really hope that it resonates with you as much as it did on that Facebook live. So you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. Okay, this is a question from Cuddles over on Instagram. How do you keep yourself motivated? Lots of coffee? Um, motivated, no. no. That's more like a physical motivation, right? The, the capacity. It's, you know, up and down, obviously. But I do think that 
um, we enjoy what we do, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it takes other people, you know? So for instance, oftentimes I don't feel motivated just singularly on my own, but I know that I have my team. I have Jacqueline. I talk to her every day and I have my husband and my kids. And I think that for a lot of people, it takes that bounce off. You know, if you don't feel motivated, you have to find a community that makes you feel inspired about the things you do. Now that's not constant. Nothing is constant, you know, but, um, I think it really is the thing that motivates me is probably that I don't feel alone in it, you know? So I think that is really helpful. So Mina's had her businesses, mainly you had, you had partners in two of the businesses, your husband's your partner now Mm -hmm. in little labels. You had a partner in another business before, Um, I'm your partner in this business. I started designer consulting co-op with a partner and it ended in not such a good way within the first like six months because she actually was over it. She (laughs) was Uh 10 years older. She was having a second baby. She's like, I want nothing to do with this, even though it was her idea. And I got, I was left with the business. Uh So for 10 and a half years, I had my business by myself, but I had a team and I had, it was client business. So because I'm an extrovert, I definitely get my energy from other people. So what motivates me is that I'm helping people that I'm making money to afford the life that I imagine and dream for, for myself, um, that I'm, I'm aligned with what I'm doing. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when I lose that motivation, it is when I'm not aligned with the thing that I've set up for myself. But when I said 10 and a half years, because I've had my business since 2007, so it's way past 10 and a half years, but at 10 and a half years, I realized that I actually needed the support of other women in business because I had a baby at that point. And I was like, okay, I've never had a baby and this really big business and needed to figure it out. So I actually found a community through a business podcast. That's how Mina and I met. So she became my biz bestie. I'd never had a biz bestie before. I was in a mastermind with other women. And at that time we were multi six figure businesses and we could bounce ideas off of each other. And that's when I got really motivated because it really opened up my mind to other possibilities that I couldn't see for myself because so much of what we see when we're stressed out or when we're running our businesses is like tunnel vision, or we're just figuring it out on our own. And sometimes it takes other people to see your blind spots. It's something that Mina mm-hmm. says all the time, um, or to see the future for you, even if you can't believe it for yourself. So I love what Mina says. I think finding community, we offer a free community to all of you in the product class mm-hmm. Facebook community. If you join multi shoe machine, um, there is a smaller community there for that. Yeah. And they are incredible in there. Oh, they're so motivating to each other. Right. I had a partner too. So when I first started, I had a partner. I had two businesses. I feel like I've always had two businesses. You too. No. One was uh, uh, doing events and doing trade shows with like scrapbooking for clothing. And that was with a partner. And the other one was graphic design. I, I did a lot of like corporate graphic design for corporations. That was by myself. Now I was split between the two, but I loved the graphic design because I, I really could dictate my own hours. But I will tell you, I cared about it less, like way less because it it didn't matter as much because there wasn't anybody in that world with me. Now, the other one, the scrapbooking one, it was up and down because the partner I had at that time, she wasn't the ideal partner for me. So be very careful when I say it takes other people. Yeah, it, it takes other people, but make sure that person understands your value too. Oftentimes I would feel way less motivated because I felt like at times, like I worked for her, 
when I didn't work for her. So it's like I created a job working for somebody else because the partnership was from the beginning, not very um, balanced, you know? So I think the motivation I'm talking about really is about understanding that there is more than just that business too. Like with Jacqueline and I, we laugh all the time and we have our own lives and then we talk about it with each other as well. So I think it's just having that support, the ideal support that you need for you that shifts with everybody and that changes with everybody. And then having somebody that understands that. So it's not just like that one partner is going to be the person that pulls you all the time. It's Mm -hmm. like, really finding what being in self-awareness to who you are and then um, keeping motivated with other people around you because you can kind of, you know, balance it out for each other. So I'd love to know in the comments from all of you, Maureen says being involved with the product boss community is very motivating, but I'd like to ask that question back to all of you. How do you keep yourself motivated? So drop that into the comments. I'd love to see other advice because it may be different than ours. Mm -hmm. Okay. Waiting for some comments back. I know I'm curious too. That, that's it. Feels like such a big question. <laughs> small cup designs asks, "Will you be able to rewatch?" Yes, small cup designs. We always post the replay of this on. It's always on our Facebook page, and then it's also we post the Boston and Breakfast's IGTVs. I love this. Hey, Maven's Co says this might be crass to say, but money. I love this. A hundred percent. This is what people need to hear because. Jacqueline and I both very much love making money too. We We also love making money for other people. And there's this thing with women that they think it's crass, but we all need to make money. Like, you know how like, um, and not just some money, but we want you to make a lot of money. Yes. Because we want you to live the life you want. Now, it requires money to live the life that we want, whether it's a simple life or not, you still, for me, it's like when I have money, my mind is at peace. I can do what I want. I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't have to worry about things like I do when I didn't have money. And I just, uh, we, my grandmother's birthday was this past week. And we were just talking about how my parents, we were were growing up. My parents were um, immigrants, refugees, right? And my grandma was the one who raised us, but she didn't know certain things. And we had this block of government cheese. Now it wasn't until we were adults. What is government cheese? Exactly. Right. (laughs) So it's like this block of cheese and we never knew what it was. Okay. It was in our pantry for 10 years. So it was just kind of like, because we didn't know what it was, but like normally people would maybe slice it up and eat it, or they'd melt it into things or whatever. And, but she didn't know what it was. So we just kept it in there. So this block of government cheese was in there and we didn't know what it was until we were adults, like literally adults. Remember that block of government cheese? It was just like a fixture. Did like it a say government cheese on the cheese? It, it said cheese, but we didn't understand like, why was it orange, you know? Okay. And <laughs> I want a picture of this cheese. Yeah. So I, you know, for me, it's just like, you don't know what you don't know. And for me, I never felt like we're ever poor. I think that's why we always felt abundant because there was like this American dream. So for me, money doesn't feel anything like a dirty thing um, or a bad thing for people to say. I'm very motivated by money because being worried about money when we were growing up and all those things, I started worrying about money as the more I got older, you know, where is this money coming from? When I went to college, I'd have to like give, you know, plasma to 
pay for food, for example. So having to worry about things like that for me, is just like something I never want anybody to have to worry about. You know, I didn't realize till later in life that I had this real gift and capacity to make money. And I think that that's a superpower that you can give to anybody that they don't realize because of the, the life they lead, you know, like, you know, they don't, they don't understand it because they're young and they're like, Ooh, this is how life is supposed to be. You're always supposed to be chasing money. And, but when you show somebody you can actually make money, then it's just like the biggest, most incredible gift you can give to somebody. And so, yeah, I love that motivation. I'm very motivated by money because I want to be able to not worry about it. And I want to be able to give that to my family. I want to be able to live the life that I want to live, you know? And it's like, I do think though, cause sometimes you and I have conversations. I'm going to be totally frank with everybody. We sometimes talk about money and say, is it worth that worth are the efforts or what mm-hmm. it's going to take from us, like emotionally, physically away from our families for the amount of money that we know it could make us. So as much, we definitely mean it. And I love to make money. We are like she said, we do, our superpower is like, we've started all these businesses. They've been successful businesses. We've made products mm-hmm. and sold them all the things. And um, we've had multiple businesses and, you know, we're just, just about 40 is where I'm going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but we've, and, you know, in, in less than 20 years, we've had multiple successful businesses, but yes, money, but you also have to make sure though, that the, that it aligns with the, the life that you're creating. Cause sometimes and where I found myself 10 and a half years into my business, when I was looking for that extra community and support was like, I had a half a million dollar business and I was miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was actually finding myself going into debt and I was like taking all these clients, do all these things. And it was just not aligned with what I needed. And also that's about the time that I decided to let go of my product-based business because it was like, again, it was not aligned. So yes, making money. And we do really want to, we haven't fully talked about this in this community where we're really in our masterminds we do, but money is not a dirty word with us, but I think it's the idea of like making sure you align with it as well. So I have something that I want to talk about then. I know we're we're almost at the end of this, but okay. First, I want to know where we stand in the room. All right. So how many of you believe that, you know, money grows on trees or that like money, there is an infinite amount of money for everyone and that you have access to it. And how many of you think money is the root of all evil or have like a negative connotation yeah. I don't want to, let's not say the money grows on trees. Cause I think okay. that has a negative connotation. So do you think that there's money there for everybody that you. And enough and enough, right. That you have the ability and the, the sky's the limit for the amount of money that you could have, that others could have that everybody should be making millions and could be making millions. Or do you think that there's a certain amount of money and only certain people get a cut of it? Right. So what is it that you guys think? So we have money as a renewable resource. I can always get more money. It's there for me that it's infinite. I believe there is enough money for everyone. Money has never come easily in business or personal. Um, there is more than enough for everyone. Yes, there's enough to go around. And if you feel like if you were raised with, because some people were raised with the idea or the mindset that money is not a good thing. Like you shouldn't want for more. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's a lot of people talking about the positivity about this, but it's okay for you to admit here. No, there's not going to be judged. There's comments scrolling quickly, but if, if you do have a a negative thing with it, 
as well. Because yeah. some people, you can't control how you were raised or what thought process or whatever that it came up with. Mm-hmm. But there looks like there's a lot of abundance. My life coach, because I know I talk about a life coach, um, she laughs at me all the time. I come from a scarcity mindset. She's like, I hear you. And you're always coming from this. And I've been working on it for years now. She's like, you're always coming from the scarcity. Like I'm going to run out, but she's like, I've never seen anyone make money the way that you do. And that she's like, uh-huh. you live in such abundance, but then you have such this fear of losing it. Right. So I've always believed my, how I was raised was like, you work, you can go out, you get creative, you can go out and make money and you can make it as much as you need to. But then I also lived with the way that I grew up with this fear of it kind of being taken away. So I juggle that a lot, yeah. but I do have the, I, I do know the difference between us two. So What's Jack and I are both daughters of immigrants. We grew up you know, different, but similar. Uh, We come from big families, but here's the difference. I grew up with one perspective, money, famine, right? We didn't have money. So money seemed like a dream. I always wanted it. That's why it felt so abundant. Jacqueline has grown up with money, but she's also grown up with nothing. It's feast or famine in your world. Mm -hmm. So for you, that seems like the two options, feast or famine. That's why you always toggle between the two. I've never had feast. So I never thought, oh, I'll go back to famine. You know, I've never toggled between the two. It was like famine and then feast, right? So I think that that's really what does it for us growing up. So it's not one way or the other. I think everybody's story is different, just like myself and Jacqueline. And I think that for her specifically, why she toggles between the two is because she grew up feast and famine. Yes, yes. I had a father who had a gambling problem yeah, and a lot of right. other problems. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of like, there'd be a lot and then there would be nothing. There would be like a beautiful house and then there would be eviction. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of drama in my family around that. Um, and so I guess that's, yes, you're correct. It's like, I grew mm-hmm. up juggling the both. And then I married an actor who either has an amazing <laughs> job or no which job Which is exactly all. feast or famine, which yeah. is another story about who you marry, right? <laughs> which is like, hmm, what did I pick for my life? But anyways, <laughs> that's why I've been working with a life coach. And actually, to be honest, the thing that, you know, what one of the things she told me to do is I'll just share one of the coaching th- things she said to me one day, but she's like, you know, if we had a successful launch, she's like, I just want you to go out and buy the most expensive chocolate bar you can afford. She's like, Mm -hmm. she's like, that was like something simple. She's like, don't go buy the Hershey's chocolate, go buy that $8 or $12 block of like, you know, pure cacao chocolate from, Mm -hmm. you know, Ethiopia or whatever it was and buy something just luxurious so that I can, so I could make that splurge on something that wasn't that big. But not feel guilty about it. And not feel guilty. So you guys want to know what I did? (laughs) I'm the funniest person I've ever met. Okay. How many, this is, I'm getting real intimate with all of you. It's an hour in, oh, we're going to actually probably end up losing Instagram in a minute, but this is how I'll end it. How many of you have watched the down to earth with Zac Efron? Anyone? So right around the time that she told me to go buy expensive chocolate, I had watched down to earth with Zac Efron and it was the Icelandic. On Netflix. On Netflix. And it was the Icelandic chocolate episode where they were sharing this like chocolate meat in Iceland. And so (laughs) I was like, I'm going to see if they sell this chocolate on the internets. And I went on and I looked and I bought myself a hundred dollars worth of Icelandic chocolate from the Was it spectacular? Oh, there's like the, the flavors are nuts. And so yeah. I was like, I felt like I traveled. I felt like I treated myself to something where I'm like, I'm not going to Iceland. This is way cheaper than Iceland and I can support this business and I can um, taste the chocolate. So that was my, it was more than an $8 bar of chocolate, but it was one of those things where I was like, I just treated myself. 
and I bought chocolate from Iceland, you know, and it wasn't really, it wasn't a make it or break it. So, yeah, I love that. I also think that, you know, you have to understand the way you think about money in order to understand where your strengths and weaknesses lie. I'm terrible at budgeting, you guys. Now, do I spend frivolously? No, I spend on a lot of little things, but I'm way better than at making money than I am at budgeting a limited amount of money. So I think that there's some people that are so great at budgeting and that is why they take comfort in it, right? They understand money that way, but there's, and then that seems to be like the accepted way in society. You budget your money and, you know, um, for women, you clip coupons or something and you write down the list of the expenses and that's accepted. You give to charity, you know, and then when you make a certain amount of money, then it's still expected or something, you know, like what's good and what's not, not good, but it's okay just to make money and want to make money and to make money for the life that you live and love and not give any of it away. You know, it is, so, it, it, you can do whatever you want with your money. Yeah, so exactly. Everyone, yes. Cause I just wrote down, I love this over here, which is kind of a little bit opposite, but Irma was said, said I was raised with abundance of generosity, which means that when I, we had money, it was to use share and repeat. So to me, money is available to all. So yes. we all have our different beliefs in money. And as adults, we can all come up with our own beliefs as well that are different than the ones that right. we were raised. Right. Can and I, I do, I do think that you sh- like, I do give money. I don't think people should, I, I want to preface it with, I don't think people should judge other people for not giving it you or, know. or have an expectation of what you should give. Yes. Yes. And have an expectation of how others should spend their money. You get to spend your money the way you want to spend your money. You know, that's yeah. how I feel. So yeah. And, and each of us have the ability to give back in ways mm-hmm. that are d- different sometimes than monetarily. So because yeah. I know we're going to lose Instagram in a second because they limit you to an hour. <laughs> this is what I want to, this is how I want to round up this conversation, which I love okay. so much. I want all of you, if you feel like I want you to put this out in the universe and this is what we're going to do. Amina and I will share with okay. you our money goals too. Should we do like a one year goal of how much we want to make or three year goal? Oh, okay. It probably should be one, three and one. Okay. So one, two, three, let's do one, two, three. Let's do one and three. One and three. Yeah. Yeah. Three for me is such a sweet spot. So instead, you know, like how people say five years, I actually only do three. Okay. That's, you know, this time next year, or let's call it like Christmas of next year, right after you complete 2021, right? Cause we've just gone Mm -hmm. through a devastating year and people are having Mm -hmm. their best years ever. So in one year, how much money do you want to make? And I want you to push this, not what you think you could make, but you know, in the next year, I want to make X. And then I want you to do in three years, I want my business to be X. It doesn't, it can be any number you want. And I'm going to just share a quick thing with you. Two years ago, Mina and I in January went to a mastermind and we got up with like our biggest takeaways at the very end. And all I ever wanted to do was pay myself $100,000 as my salary in my first business and this business, whatever it was, I was like, I just want to make $100,000 in my head. That was a good amount of money that as a fashion designer, I could have probably made a hundred to 200,000 working for another company. I have my own. So a hundred thousand would have made me feel great. So I always kind of just said, well, what did my business have to make? Well, I just said, okay, a multi six figure business. Like I told you, I had a half a million dollar business. I was not paying myself a hundred thousand dollars, even though my revenue was really high. Then me and I had our business and it was still a small business two years ago. And, you know, it was kind of like, we just wanted to pay ourselves at that point. But then I got up and I said to this whole room of people, and I said, 
I believe that this can become a million dollar business. Never in my life did I ever say a million dollars. That wasn't even like a number for me. It was like a dream number. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden in 2019, the goal for me and I was like, we want to turn this into a million dollar business. Mm -hmm. And now we are. Yeah, we are a million dollar business. Now, keep in mind, we're a million dollar business because we spend a million dollars, right? I want to be a business and we're very, we bring home a healthy profit because obviously we teach it, you know, Um, but we're not a million dollars in our pockets. No. So that's the other thing too. Yeah. So so our three-year goal from now, I think, and with the numbers we've been juggling is that I think we want to be a $5 million business. Right. Are we going to so get there? So that we have a million in the business, a million in each of our pockets, and it's reoccurring. Now that seems crazy. 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 But at the same time, I don't think it seems that crazy. It's crazy <laughs> in our brains because we're like, this is a dream that we would have never, like talking in the millions or multi-millions was right. never something that we would have been, like two years ago, it was not in our mindset. And now we're like, yeah. well, if we do this and this and this, and we keep, you know, so so the, we're sharing these numbers with you because it's something that feels kind of out of reach and a little bit scary, yet it's Mm -hmm. something that we're like in three years, can we do this? And what do we need to do to make that happen? So I want to hear these crazy goals from you. I want you to put this out in the universe. It doesn't, we wanted to make a million dollars in 2019. We didn't totally fine. We wanted to, we reached for it. Didn't happen, but now we're now we're there. And, and so, we always do a good, better, best. So we've met so many goals with the good, better, best. The best is the one that's teetering on crazy, you know? Yeah, where you're like, is this, cr- who am I to think this of myself? I remember, yeah. I just remember that moment that I was like, we could be a million dollar business. That to me was the biggest. And never then would I have ever said, and we could be a $5 million business. Like, never. <laughs> Never. Why do you have to say it in that voice? <laughs> because it's like, hmm, because that's how I would have felt back then. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, those are these are logical steps in the growth of our business. So I love what yeah. I'm seeing here. We've got 100,000 a year to 500,000 in three years, 50,000, and then a million dollar business in three years. So let's reach together. We're here with you. We're going to reach together. Online sales are booming. The industry is changing. Consumers are buying online. You have this ability to reach more people. And there is this shift towards value and buying from small businesses. All of these government influx and paying, giving people money and keeping businesses afloat were meant for small businesses because we know that that's like the backbone of the economy of hiring people, you all are doing all the things that the government needs to support, for example, because you're the ones that as you grow your businesses will one, you keep people out of unemployment. You stop people from going to government, the government, because you are building businesses that will employ people. And you're the ones that are the foundation to the economies. I agree. And I think that's absolutely when Jacqueline and we were talking about adding a second podcast show or episode. So we do two episodes a week now. Now that seems like, oh yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff. That seems fine. We could have the team do it. It actually is a lot. We're doubling our output. So when we decided to do that, I really thought, I really feel, and I think Jacqueline too, it was our way to help with this goal because for all of you guys, us helping to amplify all your voices will be the thing that we can, we, we built this platform, 
right? And so us adding a Monday episode of female founders was something that we could say, hey, this could actually be a snowball, the thing that starts starts the snowball for some of the people. We've seen it actually happening. So that's been really exciting because there, as you start making these crazy goals, that three-year goal that feels teetering on the edge of crazy, where you feel like something magical needs to happen, there are things that you need to work backwards at. Here are the things that can push that magic to happen you know, and it's not working yourself to death. It's what is it that could possibly be? It could be somebody you meet, somebody you reach out to hundred percent. It's going to be something that you need to put yourself out there for. It's like the TikTok slash real song, level up, level up, level up. Maybe, we'll do a, <laughs> maybe I'll do a level up uh, reels after this. We're going to level up. We're going to level up our thinking. I want you to be like Jacqueline in 2019, as I'm talking in third person and be like, I think we have the ability to be a million dollar business. All of you watching right now, all of you on Facebook and all of you on Instagram have the ability to be a $1 million business, not a $100,000 business. All of you will, you will and can have the ability to reach a million dollars in revenue Mm -hmm. per year. There is absolutely no reason why you can't. It just may not be right now in your brain. You may not have figured out the path there yet. You may not know the product yet. You may Mm -hmm. not, the product may not have even been conceived in your brain yet or the path there, but every single one of you have the ability to be a million dollar business. There's no reason you don't. With the reach Mm -hmm. that we have to everybody, it doesn't mean that it's first year. It doesn't mean that it's three years. It could be five, 10 years. Mina and I have been in business since 2004, like, doing all the things. Right. And only in 2020 have we been like, well, now we're hitting that a number that we didn't even imagine for ourselves, but I want you you to know know why though, for me, I never felt like a million dollars was the light. Um, so Dawn said she's having trouble with this three-year goal. You have to think about the life that you want to live. I actually, until I met Jacqueline, didn't realize that I could actually align the two, you know, like, first of all, the million dollars felt far away. And I felt like, what does that life look like? Well, it felt like it was like Lamborghinis and diamonds, but when, and yeah, actual- when you say million dollars, you're like <laughs> Mia, you know, Lamborghinis right. and diamonds. I, yeah. And it wasn't enough of a motivation for me. I don't care about Lamborghinis and diamonds. Right. But Neither when I started I. thinking well, about, you know, okay, million dollars actually could be a lake house where I'm sipping my coffee and getting to look at a lake every morning because I grew up on a lake, right? So it just, I had to envision what that looked like in a way that was for me, that's the alignment and not this idea of what a million dollars meant. It doesn't mean Lamborghinis and, you know, diamonds for everybody. So I think when you think about your three-year goal, what does your life look like? Your dream life. And what is the money that needs to happen to make that happen? And Maureen wants the beach house, right? Yes. So, yes. Um, so, and, and, and it may not be this business. I'm going to add that into, it may not be the current business that you're doing, but you are all entrepreneurs and you're all creative and Instagram. Thank you for not kicking us off. Maybe because Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> knows we're talking about something important because he sees all these hearts and he's like, you know what? I mean, these they women are making it in one hour. <laughs> I don't know how this is still happening, but I also want to remind you, I've had designer consulting co-op, Lily Mark, Cuffs Couture, and the product boss. I've had four businesses since 2007. I worked for people before that. Okay. Mina, how many businesses have you had? Did you stall? So many. Okay. I had 
Cozy Scrapper, which was my scrapbooking company. I had Fuji Design, which was my graphic design company. I was also a real estate agent for like a year. Um, I did not know that about you. Yeah. I mean, I bury it deep in, you know, and... Um, you published a book. Yeah, I published a book, um, which I pulled off of Amazon eventually. Yeah, I've done so many things. I feel like there it's so hard to even remember. So you have little there, labels and the product mm-hmm. boss. Yeah, little labels. I totally forgot about little labels. We started in 2015. And so though I will tell you, I've had all those businesses. They always felt like they were just, you know, eh, like doing them. And it wasn't until um, because I was a freelancer. I always felt like a freelancer. It wasn't until I met Jacqueline and it had little labels that I felt like a CEO. I felt like a real boss, you know, and that was when I started making a lot more money was when I really felt like a boss in, and, and exuded that. Even my husband calls me his boss, but it's, you know, like literally he'll be like, they need to talk to the CEO. He doesn't do it in a condescending way, you know? And so just knowing that you have to make that leap for yourself as well. Right. You know, so I want you to not feel discouraged. I want you to know that. And we've said, we told you all, we told you this back when the pandemic hit, the reason why we knew that you would do okay was that you were create, you are creative and courageous and you know how to take risks because you started a business. Think of all Mm -hmm. of the human beings, you know, in your life that have never started a business, right? Mm -hmm. Think of all the people, you know, that work for other people. Or that say they want to do something and never will. Or you tell them you make something and they're like, well, oh yeah, I've always had this idea to do, but I haven't done it. So first I want you to think of all of the people you know that do not have not taken the risk of making a product, putting it out there and trying to sell it. So you're already, you already are different and one of the you're a creative entrepreneur. And it just means that you will find the thing, whether it's in the current business and the product you sell, or you'll find the right niche or you'll find the right platform and something will sell and take off. Um, mm-hmm. or, or you might find yourself pivoting some years from now and then find the thing that does it. But all of the education, all of the community you're building right now, the friends you're making, being a part of this podcast, the education, the things you're learning, all of the things will step you towards the direction that I fully believe that as entrepreneurs, you all have the ability to make a million dollars a year, not total in your life. Right. You could bring in a $1 million revenue. Every single one of you, you mm-hmm. know, cause there's not like this limited amount of money for each one of you. This person gets a million. This person doesn't. You all have that ability to do it. Um, Urban Nestacor asked, how did we meet each other? In short, we met each other on the internet. In Through another a podcast Facebook community. Yeah. On the internet. So for those of you thought, just like how people have this, like, you know, for people who meet their love of their life on the internet and they're like, oh, that would never happen. I would never find my love of my life. I miss the love of my life on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so we met each other on the internet. So it can happen, whether it's the love of your life, your biz bestie, your life partner. I always say you could have been a psychopath. And here I found literally the best person ever. I mean, some days we're a little psycho, but we're friends. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you just, it's about putting yourself out there. Um, for sure. So keep hanging with us. Um, if you're on Instagram and you had that question, I posted any reels last night because I'm doing our story part one. Part two was released last night. Don, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, oh, Don, you're on Facebook. I don't know if you know this, but you won the podcast review giveaway this yeah. week. Yeah. I don't Dawn, think you were on would earlier. You like there's this blue color, there's this pink color, and there's a mint color. Do what would you like? Show? 
No, no, only you oh. and I got yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so just the pink, the blue, and the mint. What would you like? You can always, um, Dawn is in our mastermind, so she can box her us later. She also was wondering how many people makes a million dollar team. So I, having coached thousands of people, and Jacqueline, I don't know if you would agree, but I think for you to, or, in order to reach half a million, you can be a solopreneur with probably three contractors under you. To reach a million, you could be, you need to at least have a team in my mind of minimum, if you're the leanest team and you guys are kicking butt, five people. But if you, the yarn company that we work with that just hit a million dollars in in less Uh than a year, she has three other people working for her, but she does have some subcontractors, right? Yeah, right, right. So cumulatively, she does have more than five, you know? Okay. But so she couldn't do do it as a solopreneur, really. You know, you have someone hit, but when you're, when you're making that, and if your margins are there, you can pay for it. There's, there's you, yeah. Well, we do have a $15 million company that we work with and she's very, very, very small team Uh um, because of how she's created and scaled her business. So, right. So thank you for sticking with us on this about, um, so Christy Lee said, I just had a million dollar idea, a dating site to meet friends. Um, that's out there. Bumble actually started Mm -hmm. a business bestie site, but let's just call this. So I'm going to give two, two things here. One, Mina and I used to listen to, or we do listen to, and she's our friend now, but the biz chicks podcast with Natalie Ekdahl, we were both in the multi six figure. She had this private group that we paid for on Facebook. Um, and one time I was driving along as I'm running my service-based business and I still have cuffs couture that I had sold globally. And then I had a baby and I was like, I cannot run multiple businesses. I do want to tell you if you have multiple businesses, one will take precedence over the other. It is nearly mm-hmm. impossible to build both as solopreneurs. Like you need to put your effort yeah. somewhere. So, um, yeah. so I was driving along and I'm thinking, what do I do with these cuffs? I've got thousands of them because I, my, <laughs> my manufacturer made more than I ordered. She, she moved them cross country. I want to say that too. When I eventually, when I closed my office in LA and moved here, I, I did, I moved them here. Uh-huh. I just couldn't let go of them. But I'm driving along and, and Natalie mentions Mina on the podcast. And she's like, like, cause I think Mina had done a strategy session with her some years ago. And she says, you know, like Mina who owns little labels and makes a killing on, she was like a half million dollar business on, um, Amazon. And she could, she could be a service business one day and she could be an expert on Amazon. Right. Never, Mina was like, no, I'm not a coach. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you mentioned my name. <laughs> like more like terrible petrified at the fact that the, my name was mentioned, mentioned. on the podcast and my ear pings <laughs> yeah. up and I'm like, Amazon, maybe that's what I do with the thousands of cuffs that I have. <laughs> so I find her in the community and I'm like, Hey, Mina, um, I have a question about Amazon. You know, I have these cuffs and she's like, let's jump on a coffee chat. And we met virtually, uh, she did coffee chats on Facebook chat and I had mm-hmm. never done one before. And we met and she's, she basically gave me the advice that like Amazon was not a place to liquidate product. It was a place to grow your business. So I was like, well, that sucks with thousands of cuffs. But uh-huh. then we just started chatting. I don't know how we got off of Facebook. Yeah, I think at that Voxer. time you were like, hey, do you ever, do you know what Voxer is? And I was like, no. And so she actually got me on Voxer. So and I think that that was it. It was a form to keep communicating. 
Yeah. Where we never, we, I'm telling you for six months, maybe we had never talked other than at each other on Voxer where I'd leave message and then she'd leave a message. I'd leave a message, mm-hmm. and she'd leave a message. And we realized at some point as our relationship grew that 15 minutes was the max on mm-hmm. Voxer because it would cut us off. And I'm like, I just talked to you. had to a you commute time too during that time, mm-hmm. right? I was, I was yeah. living in LA and had to drive downtown LA to my office. So so in that back and forth, we're like, God, ah, we know what we're talking about. And you speak my language and I speak your language. And, and, um, mm-hmm. that's when Mina, I was asked to host a panel at the LA textile show. And I asked Mina if she'd like to meet me for the first time, stay in, an <laughs> in Airbnb, real life, in real life, stay together, which we'd never met each other, but we talked all the time and maybe potentially form a business. All of this happened before we ever met each other in person. And my brother goes, Jacqueline, I really need you to consider what you're talking about right now. He's he's like, you've never met this woman. You're about to start a business and sleep in the same like hotel room as her. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, And that was the beginning. So if you watch our reels video on how we met, that's like a deeper version of it. Okay. So to wrap this up, because you've all been on with us for a really long time, I want to just, so that was fine. You're all going to make a million dollars one day in your life, or you have the potential to, I'm going to leave it at that. I love that you've put these reach goals for yourself. You know, our goals now we love it it out loud so much. One last thing before you go, we created this podcast as a reminder that you are not alone in this. Growing a product-based business is hard and we want to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening and we truly appreciate you. And we want to give a special shout out to those of you that have left us a positive review. Thank you. Thank you. We read every single one of them, including this one from Lisa Gill. It says, amazing. I've seen random recommendations from others in Facebook about Jacqueline and Mina. And one day I happened to have some time and turned on one of their podcasts. I was intrigued and signed up. And then it says, well, I felt so, okay, she got an email for one of the IG audit and and thought that it was one to go into. She felt so confident in the critique and changes recommended that I signed up for a few courses. I feel like I've gained so much insight into growing my already fast growing business. I already have plans in place for implementation, highly recommended for business owners. Lisa, we are so glad we've been able to help you with your business and help you create implementation. And she put highly recommend in all caps. So, so so kind. (laughs) Thank you. So, you know, we love reading these and these really help us reach more people through the podcast and help more small businesses, which is our ultimate mission. So thank you to all of you that have left a positive review. Hey friends, Jacqueline here. Based on all the amazing things we are seeing happen online, we are predicting this is going to be one of the busiest seasons for e-commerce ever. Are you ready for it? No matter what stage of business you're in, the one thing we do know is you need to show up and create content that actually matters to your customers during this 2020 holiday season. But wait, you may be thinking, sounds great, but what do I actually say to them without being salesy? Don't worry, friends, we've got you covered this holiday season. Introducing 101 plus content ideas beyond the discount 2020 edition, a bundle of tools, prompts, and video training that helps you create content this holiday season to reach out to your customers beyond just offering discounts, which is uber important to having a profitable Q4. This is created specifically for you to use during this 2020 holiday season. So what's included? 101 plus content prompts to be used on social media, emails, and in live videos. 
three months of edible calendars filled with daily content ideas for marketing in 2020 quarter four. Monthly checklists for 2020 holidays to inspire content and calendar prompts. Five holiday plug and play scripts that will help you show up easily on video to stand out from the big guys. And this is one of our favorites. The easiest way to have a 12 days of holiday sales or a cyber month sales worksheet, plus video trainings and so much more. If you want to check it out, make sure to grab 101 content ideas beyond the holiday discount 2020 holiday edition. We wanted to make this holiday season as sweet as pumpkin pie that we are practically giving this away. Head to holidaycontentideas.com right now. And let's make this your most profitable holiday season ever. Hey friend, still listening? You really need to go grab your spot for a listing in the Product Boss Small Biz Shopping Directory. This is your season and you deserve the spotlight. Let's get more eyes on your business and products together. Head over to www.theproductboss.com slash apply now to grab your listing now.